1: Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, Opinion Editor, Deseret News. And as we continue to keep our eyes on Georgia, which we will do throughout the day here on KSL News Radio, you can see how that is happening. And as numbers start to come in, polls close in Georgia at 7 p.m. Eastern today, 5 p.m. here local time and uh, then there should be a rather rapid drop of a lot of the mail-in ballots and the absentee ballots which have already been cast as those start to rocket their way through and i think they're also uh, processing uh quickly in terms of the votes that are cast uh, live today at polling locations throughout the state of Georgia so uh, all eyes will continue to be there stay with KSL news radio throughout the day today and uh, we'll keep you up to date on the balance of power In the United States Senate, and what that will mean for President elect Joe Biden and his administration coming up in just 10 days from now. So, uh, one of the things we wanted to go back to from yesterday, if you were listening uh, yesterday, we covered the inauguration of uh, Governor Spencer Cox as the 18th governor of the state of Utah and Deidre Henderson as the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. And I thought, uh, Lieutenant uh, governor Henderson did uh, an extraordinary job with her speech yesterday. That's a, a tricky speech to give, of course, uh, as the number two on a ticket. It's actually the first time it's been done in the in the history, 125-year history of the state of Utah, that a lieutenant governor actually got to speak at an inauguration. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Henderson uh, did not waste that opportunity. Uh, she had a, a really well-crafted and well-prepared speech that I think uh, had some important messages Uh, that are worth going back to today as we look back at the inauguration and look forward uh, to the hard work and heavy lifting that the new administration has ahead, including uh, the upcoming legislative session, uh, which begins uh, very soon here in the state of Utah. So uh, a lot of action getting ready to take place up on Utah's Capitol Hill as well. Uh, But let's go back uh, to yesterday. Let's go to the lieutenant governor in her inaugural speech. Uh, She started with a look back, a reach back to the past uh, to William Bradford, the uh, Mayflower and uh, some important lessons in courage.
0: Just over 400 years ago, my 11th great-grandfather, William Bradford, fled religious persecution and joined a small group of people who set out looking for new opportunities, new freedoms, and a new home. They sailed through stormy seas, battered by winds and cramped in tight living quarters until finally the Mayflower docked at Plymouth Rock. William Bradford became the second governor of Plymouth Colony. After a life of service and devotion, he wrote in the history of Plymouth Plantation that all great and honorable actions are accompanied with great difficulties that must be overcome with answerable courage. And that's especially true now, as we gather on the very day that Utah became a state 125 years ago. Those first leaders of our state demonstrated answerable courage.
1: I love that as a, as a principle, as a, con, as a concept, answerable courage, uh, that there is a, a transparency to courage. There is an accountability to courage. Uh, it's not just something that, that happens. Uh, it's more intentional than that. And uh, I thought uh, the lieutenant governor did a, a wonderful job of weaving that through her address into moments throughout our state's 125-year history uh, where people did have to show answerable courage. Courage alone is not enough. Uh, It's got to be answerable courage, and I think that makes a a difference in so many things. Uh, One of the things in particular that I thought was uh, an extraordinary moment in uh, the lieutenant governor's inaugural speech uh, was this idea that oneness is, is not sameness. You've heard us talk about that on this program many times, and valuing the differences, having respect for people because of their uniqueness, because of what they bring to the table And when you look at the changing dynamics in the state of Utah in terms of our citizens and who is moving here and who is raising families here and who is staying here, uh, we are becoming more diverse. And having that ability to value the differences uh, is such an important principle. And in particular, I thought the lieutenant governor did an extraordinary job of framing how we should approach those differences.
0: And I want to be clear about one thing. We don't need more women in the public sphere solely to provide expert opinions on women's issues. We don't need more people of color in the halls of government only to help us resolve issues related to minorities. And we don't need more rural Utahns serving in our administration simply to help the people in their hometowns. No, we need representation of all our voices so that we can solve the hard problems in front of us in the best way. We need more women, minorities, and rural Utahns speaking up about every aspect of how our state is run. There will be no token leadership at our table.
1: Uh, I think that is a very powerful principle, and one uh, that we all should be reflecting on. Uh, and that's just—it's so important to think through it that way. That no, we don't need women's voices and women at the table just to deal with women's issues. We we need them there to deal with all issues. Uh, We don't need people of color at the table to hear their voices just as it relates to minority issues. We need them there to deal with all issues. We don't need rural representation at the table and their voices uh, just to deal with the issues that happen in rural Utah. No, we need them there for all the issues. And when we allow all to come to the table to have a voice on all the issues, that's when really exciting things happen in organizations happen in communities, happen in governments and and other organizations. Uh, And so it's an important thing that we learn to really respect and value those differences. To me, being able to do that in our society is the test of answerable courage. Uh, No token leadership. Uh, Everyone is there to bring their whole self, their whole authentic self, Uh, to deal with the issues of the day. And you always find better solutions when everybody brings their whole authentic self to the table with a voice uh, where they can share and be honest about where we are and where we need to go. Uh, I think that's worth referencing. I think that's worth going back and rereading and thinking about as it relates to your community, your neighborhood, to your business or organization, and to how we interact uh, in the halls of government uh, here in the state of Utah and across the country as well. I finally want to close out uh, with uh, one more uh, little bit from uh, Lieutenant Governor Henderson's inaugural speech yesterday where she addressed some of the challenges that we're facing today in the state of Utah and how we, too, will have to rely on that very same answerable courage.
0: I believe that as Utah comes out of a difficult day, or more precisely, a long string of difficult days, we are now turning our faces to a rising sun. I am confident that if we meet our day with answerable courage, we will win through to ultimate victory, even though wins and hardships may beset us. And if we remember to lift all Utahns in the process, marching forward as one Utah, we shall not be denied.
1: Again, that's uh, Deidre Henderson, uh, newly minted lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. Uh, Great speech delivered yesterday. A lot of great points in there for all of us to reflect. And for the new administration to apply, that's always the test, is can you apply it uh, when you actually govern? And that will be the big test for the new administration. We'll keep our eyes on it here on KSL News Radio and inside sources as the new administration begins to really get their feet wet and uh, start to do the hard work and heavy lifting that we call governing. We'll step aside for a bottom of the hour break. When we come back, we're gonna ask the question: what is the value of a life? And how do we tell? Find out on KSL News Radio coming up next.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
1: Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm gonna die today.
0: I'm Becky Bruce.